GPS powered by SET. This month on Line Noise, we bring you yet another legend of electronic music. And I know I say that quite often, but uh, I mean it, and I very much mean it this time. We're speaking to none other than DJ Dion, a house music pioneer. He's one of Daft Punk's teachers uh, and is a brilliant producer and a thoroughly lovely man as well. Uh, We connected on Zoom. Uh, He was in Chicago, I was in Barcelona. So we got the usual Zoom kind of quality to things. Um, But listen in because he is an absolutely fascinating man. This is Line Noise with DJ Dion. How How did you get into house music? How did you get into making music? Uh, well... I um I first I used to like uh well into house music I got into house music by listening to the to the local radio station WBMX um uh, mm-hmm. with um the Hot Mix Five they would play a lot of a lot of um a lot of uh Italo house a lot of freestyle a lot of Arthur Baker a lot of stuff. I heard that I got that stuff from listening to the radio I, I liked it I liked the way it sounded and uh, you know I just I just gravitated to the electronicals electronic sound you know what I'm saying I liked that I didn't like regular instruments I liked the electronic instruments I liked the way they sounded so that's what got me into it so I got me a little synth song drum at first and I built from there you know what I'm I went from there you know I got a little the little SK1 sampler I started out minor you know what I'm saying that I I eventually got a hold of a 606 303 808 909 between the, between the group of our friends we kind of got into it from like it's like kind of like a hobby we all was like, you know, since we all were DJs and we all hung together, we all kind of clicked, clicked up together and, just done, you know, started doing track stuff, you know, because we could play our own stuff. We, we, we realized that, that we could do what we want to do. We could make our own music for ourselves. Yeah. So you, right from the start, as soon as you heard kind of house music, you wanted to make it? Yeah, I, before, I was I was doing it before even when house music came about. So what 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 year? What's like your first track you made? My first track I made was uh first track I made was me and my friend made a track called Where the Holes. Um we made it on the 808, playing it around the neighborhood at the party, we would DJ the party. We would say the, we say our friends' names, the ladies, the girls' name in the party, in the track and play the party, and we'd make everybody everybody would like that. So we stopped doing more custom stuff for the crowd, then it grew from there. Yeah. The good response we got from the custom tracks that made us, you know, start doing more and more and more different stuff. At least me. I liked it that, you know what I'm saying? I liked it. I liked the way it came about. It's really I mean, organic. What, what what do you look for when you're making a record? What do you look for? What 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 elements are the do you know that work for you? Uh I like uh the elements on me is just um just really a good baseline. That's my first and foremost. A nice, a nice thirty, nice thirty deep kick. You know what I'm saying? Nothing simple. I don't do a lot of strings. I like a lot. Of, I like a lot of like electronic stuff. Like a lot of you know, I, I, the guy do the modular on the on the on the uh, synthesizer. We, we, me and Milton, we uh, we would get uh, old mood keyboards. The old musicians in the, in our neighborhood would would want to toss out. We would get old mood keyboards and core keyboards. We would get them into the studio. We would sample them and, and then put them in 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 the samplers, and we would make our own sounds up from there. 
And do you normally make lots of things and then strip it back? Or is it like you kind of make the perfect four things and then you know you've got it? Yeah, I, I pretty much, I think the baseline on the beat is the main thing. And a couple of phrases here and there, and a couple of little squeaks and beeps and, and you know, some you know, some high hats, some clothes hats. It's pretty basic, man. The way Chicago started out, pretty basic drum tracks, minimal shit, you know what I'm saying? Nothing crazy, no strings, no pianos, you know, because we couldn't, I couldn't play a piano at all. And who were you playing to? So was this was this clubs, parties? No, we would do like neighborhood parties. That's what I would play with it. For the people, we I, at that time the clubs were still playing like uh, R and B and and uh, and stuff like that. And uh, and then we what we did was the stuff that we did that I did for in the projects, housing projects. That was my crowd from all the, all the surrounding houses. All surrounding housing projects would come to see, to me, see me and Milton and us do these parties. We, we get a pretty good crowd, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, essentially word of mouth passing. These kids and these kids, they get to be adults. They in the clubs and they want to hear this. So the sound kind of grew, kind of from the from the ground up. Like, if you were 16, you went to the club, you party with us in, in housing projects for a couple of years. Eventually, you would be 18 or 21, and old enough to go to the clubs. You would want to hear that music. Yeah, you request it, and then it grew like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what, what did people think? Because, I mean, a lot of... Um, it was very simple. Did you get some people who, who it was kind of too simple for them? They wanted more of those, um, you know, the sort of strings? Or was it like, no, this is the Chicago sound. This is what we... This no, because we had, cause we had... We had all kind of stuff, like... Still, it progressed, you know what I'm saying? It progressed from... Uh, from um, from uh, uh, from Chicago to Detroit, strings of life. It got more, it got more build to it, more layers to it. You know, what I mean? it got like more strings, more pianos. And we, while I was playing that, you know, we came from like Doctor's Cat and uh, and um, you know, to uh, to Chicago, and then we Detroit, all this stuff blending together. So as you know, by the time we all were listening to the radio, even the kids were listening to the radio. So whatever they've been on the radio. They liked it, so we got to be in everything, and then we come with we come with our little simple style, and we click right in. And and the, the more simple style got the most response. You know what I'm saying? The more simple, laid back, you know, minimal drums did the best things. You know what I'm saying? Everything that was classic was classy. Everything all everything Marshall Jefferson, all the Adonis, all the stuff was classic. But we still we still got a little part out of, out of the pot, out of, out of the whole party. We we had our own sound. It all blended together, man. It's like. House music is really just like a. I think house music to me comes from like, from a tallow house. House music is 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 like a baby. It's like, it's like we know we, you know, Chicago copied a lot of styles. You know, what I'm saying they did copy that uh, that the tallow house was the first shit I really heard that I liked. That's the shit that really got me. That that I really like, the tallow house. I love that shit. That was the best shit. The Giorgio Moroder, all that man. Everything that came after that. From Chicago was a copy of that, you know, was a copy of a talent house, Giorgio Marauder, all that stuff, man. And they just put all the little elements in and they came up with the sound. Sometimes I feel like I wanna go bang. Uh sometimes I feel like it sounds like was it a really exciting time in Chicago at that it time? Was. It was really exciting. That was nothing, everything it was it was first it was first it was it was first it was like 
it was Kraftwerk, Transmuted Express, and it was like, after that, Tallow House came in, and you came, then Planet Rock, then the Tallow House, all that shit kind of came together. It was the, like the mix shows, all the music was coming in from all over the world. You would hear it on the radio all night from, from 8 o'clock at night to like 2 in the morning. All you hear was music, music. You would push record and listen to it, and uh, it just grew from there. It was, it was, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. What's it was it crazy. Like? What's it like in Chicago? Now, I've never been to Chicago, although I, 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 I regret it. But, like, what's it like now? I mean, is it still as much house music you hear, still as much going on? Yeah, so it's like not, not the way it used to be, but it's like uh, now it's like uh, it's like uh, it's really segregated, you know, as far as house music goes. Like, you got the older guys, you got the younger guy. You know, the younger crowd likes uh, the younger crowd likes uh, don't have a big house crowd like it used to back in the days, and everything is focused around hip hop right now. But uh, you still got the older guys like the gatekeepers who it's a lot of petty politics in Chicago about music. I don't get involved in it, you know, saying I just I let them do them, you know, because I just stay in my lane, doesn't affect me. But yeah, Chicago is not a uh, uh, Chicago is not unified as Detroit is. Detroit is really the, the best place right now for, for music, you know, what I'm saying. But house music is kind of like, it's kind of like losing a little, it's losing a little stand power in Chicago. It's so much petty politics. It's crazy. No. Did it have an effect? I remember a few years ago, Kanye West sampled house music. Um, and did that have an effect in like sort of getting younger people more into house in Chicago? No. No. It's a shame. No, yeah. I, I want to ask you about like your Dean Does Disco EP, which is one of my favorite house music records. How did that come about? Well, it came about. Uh, well, I usually I usually don't sample. I usually try to be all original. So uh, that came about me just messing around with the sampling and uh, just trying to see what I could do because everybody, you know, everybody was sampling at the time. Like, yeah, yeah, DJ Sneaky, yeah. Carrie Chandler, you had everybody was doing all these these big sample hits. You know, I thought it was kind of it was a nice little art, but I said I would try to do that. Find me a little a little two by four by the loop and stretch and do it like that. And I did that, and I I kind of came up with the I said the loose joints thing and uh and uh the first choice I kind of came up with that. And uh, even though it was really fast though, you know what I'm saying? But I I like the way it sounded. You know, I thought it was kind of like I really don't like the sample, but I, I like that. I liked it that. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, that was just uh, something new. I kind of like, I didn't think it was going to do what it did, but I just, something, I had the freedom to do anything I really wanted at Dance Man, so I did that. That's how I came about. It's like a little trial and error thing. You know, but it took off, I guess. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, but you didn't really go back to that style much, did you? No, I, you know, I don't, I don't like the sample because you get in trouble after a while. It'll catch up to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I try to be as original as I can. I'm saying. What was it like um, when you first started to go outside of Chicago, started to go outside the US to play uh, to play clubs and you found like people in, in Europe going mad for your music? Beautiful, man. It's like, it like a dream come through, like, I could have played a Mickey Mouse tune. They would have loved that shit. They they love music. They so open to everything over there. 
I just love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. You know, like like Ireland, Glasgow, you know what I'm saying? Dublin, uh, you know, London, Amsterdam. The best, the best shit, man. The best, you know, you get to be so free, like, you know, people sing about music set you free, really set you free far as in Europe go. You would do whatever you want to do, really. Literally, if you want to do anything, you could do what you want to do. You could play anything and probably get away with it. You know what I'm saying? But that's just I like the freedom that you have in Europe as far as the music goes. It's so open to everything. You're not, you're not, you're not played out. You're not old. You're not black. You're not white. You're not, you're not this, you're not that. It's all about the music, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not segregated prejudice like it is over here. Like it's crazy, man. It's like it's just so much freedom you DJ in Europe. Everywhere, Japan, it's so much free. They appreciate everything, man. I love that. I've been doing that since I've been touring since uh, off and on since what 90, 93, 94. You know what I'm saying? And it was, it's beautiful, man. It's even more, it's even better now, far with the pandemic. But yeah, it's still the same old Europe, man. You definitely get wel- and welcome arms from everybody. I love every country over there. I love it. I was going to say, like, <laughs> obviously with the pandemic, no one's been in clubs. And I know you um, you had a sort of fundraiser, I think it was last year, which like, went way past its total. How did you feel like that, that with that with that support? Did you expect that, that you were going to get people supporting you? Oh, I, I didn't expect it at all. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't, you know, I definitely did not expect it at all. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You know, that was totally a shock, you know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate that. But uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the support. I couldn't believe it. I and couldn't I, believe it, man. I still can't believe it. And one of the one of the things there was that I think if you if you paid a thousand five hundred dollars, you could get your track remixed um by yourself. Did that did that Yeah. Happen? yeah. Who who was it by? Who was the track by, or is it not? I think it was a I think it was a track for Dirty Bird. I think it was like uh, Mr. Bad, Ardalan. I don't know his name, but it was a pretty nice track. And I heard the track, I was like, oh yeah, that's I want to remix that. One. I did an eleven minute remix of that thing. It was crazy. I love doing remixes. Yeah? What do you like yeah. about it? I like taking the, like, it's like, I like taking certain piece out of the song and making a whole another song out of it or just enhancing, like, just the way I can make it sound, like we can make it feel that, like, I did it. I might take that bass line and, and flip it or reverse it. I might add some effect to it, but I, I put my own little, my own little nano nines on and everything. I just like, just my, you know, I like just my sound, you know. It's like it's like making something new. Something's already new, but making it even newer, a different version. You know, I don't make it sound exactly like, it, but I want it to be an absolute, absolute remix, a rework. You know what I'm saying? Still have the element, but still be different. And I, it gotta be slamming, hitting hard. Gotta be hitting hard. You gotta be funky. Do you have like a favorite remix you've done? Um. I did a, 
a Never Ending Why remix I did. Never Ending Story, Never Ending Why. I forgot what. Those are my favorite one. I like that one. I had I done a few, but uh, that's the one I really like. I really liked it. I liked it. Uh, I like the what did I do? I like the Arlene. I like the uh, Mr. Bad. I like the that too. Uh, okay, I like like um. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Elliot Adamson. Uh, I did a remix for him uh, lately that I liked it. Uh, uh, that Sandy remix. So quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I, first of all, I like the remix. If you send me a, a good track, a good song, it's got to be funky. I just can't, I just can't do, I got to have something that sounds pretty funky. I like it. And I say I like the bass line. I said, oh, I can, I can work with that. I can flip that. I can take that little part out and I can work that. You know what I'm saying? But it's all it's all fun, man. It's like I have something to do. I don't get bored. Like, I don't get bored with music. You know, I get something new. Okay, I can remix that. Sure, if I have to sing on it, I'll sing on it. But anything to make it sound better, I do my best. Yeah. What do you... This might sound like a stupid question, but what do you call your music? I mean, I've heard so many names. I call it. I call them. I call them. I call them tracks. I call them house tracks. They can call it. They call it ghetto house. Whatever they call it. What they call it. I call it house tracks. Minimal, minimal, minimal ghetto house tracks. Like, just, just, you know. I just I call I call them tracks. That's what we that's that's what we call them in Chicago. Like you got some tracks you want to let me borrow. You got some tracks you want me to play. You got some tracks you want me to remix. That's what we call them. Uh, it's just you know you got different so many different. You got house, tech house, electro house, booty house, ghetto house, ratchet house. You know what I'm saying? It's all basically the same thing. You know, for me. And how do you see that? going forward, I mean, like, with Duke and Footwork, do you see, like, a, a connection with that, with what you were doing? Uh, well, it is a connection. I mean, actually, the, the Duke and Footwork, the Duke is a, is a, is a, is an extension of, of, of Ghetto House, and Ghetto, and, and, and Footwork is an extension of Duke. It's Ghetto House, Duke, Footwork. It's all one family. This the tempo started decreasing. That's all, and the, and 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 the guys are getting younger. The producers are younger. But that must be nice to see the producers getting younger, doing stuff that's been influenced by yeah. you. Yeah, you know what? Because uh, when I when we were kids, like we was in our twenties, everybody wanted to do house music. Now nobody nobody wants to do house music. Everybody they don't want to do house music. They want to do either hip hop or they want to do footwork. It's either trap, trap or footwork. You know what I'm saying? There's no no young guys really doing house music here. Nobody's really for. I was trying to get them to like come down on the tempo a little bit, slow down to like maybe 125, 130. You know what I'm saying? But they just can't, they can't go that slow. They they, they gotta have that fast. It's you know, you know, they're young, man. So, you know, they gotta go fast. What about around the world? Do you hear a lot of influence what you've done, you know, in house producers, techno producers around the world? I do. And like, I hear, what do you hear? Like, I hear like, uh, I hear like, uh, like, uh, I hear like, uh, 
like my guy Kill Frenzy, uh, uh, Will Clark. Um, uh, let me get the name and names. Uh, um, Patrick Topping. Uh, my guys from Ghetto Blaster. Uh, all over the world. So many guys. A lot of these young guys. Elliot Addison. Uh, they're so fabulous, man. Like you wouldn't believe these guys. The music that these guys play is like. I went to a party. I did a party with Elliot Addison one time. He's playing a, a song that was older than him. He played a song from from the from the from the mid eighties. It was called Happy Station. I was like, he played that song. I was like, what do you know about that? He's like, he just played the whole. He he, he did it really good, man. It's a lot of knowledge in these guys. Uh, I can't think about all these names. Like you know, all the usual guys. You know, Jamie Jones, especially uh. You know, like Cashmere, that's one of my uh, major uh, motivators too. That guy, I know he's amazing, man. It's just, it's just funky, man. It's just a lot of funky people like in the world, man. It's pretty good, you know. I, I always think like percolator. There's a lot of it. Sound to me, it sounds a lot like your work. You know, like it's like simple. Yeah, that, that's my influence right there. That's so simple and funky. That's it right there. That's the, that's the boom. That's the, that's the, that's the one. That's the thing that made me really want. Start just making tracks. I was already making, but this one made me really want to go hard. And start making more. That track right there, which had like, which had three different, two different, three different versions, of it, and all those motherfuckers were banging. Curtis got the shit. Curtis, Curtis is a motherfucking master. He's still going strong right now to this day. And you know, I just met him last year in the Beast. Our first time I ever met him after all these years. I never met him in person. I had to meet him in the Beast. He's a fucking genius, man. I get, I drink to him, man. I love that dude. And what about you? Recently, did a song with Dance System. How did that come about? Oh, that's my boy. That's my friend, man. That's my friend. I met, I met, uh, I met him through uh, I'm, well, Elvis, whatever, James. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he got so many names, but yeah, Dance System. He's a really talented guy, man. He's he's a talented kid, man. He's so smart. He just, he just, they just motivate me, man. These guys, and they get that, that. I wish I had the computer savvy that these guys have. I, if I wish I had that, I'd probably be, I'd probably be a billionaire if I had the computer savvy, the computer savvy that they got. He get on that, he come off, he come off that train. We had a studio session one time. Come off that train, he had so much shit in his, in his, in his laptop. I'm like, you just did this. He got did it on the on the on the train right here. I was like, he just did this on the computer, man. It's crazy, man. The guy, the kid is like, man. He gonna be gonna, he gonna be really famous. That's my guy. I love James, man. He's so creative, man. He definitely motivates me. He motivates me too. Because you good work with a lot of people. How do you what's the secret to working well with other people? Um I usually don't work with I haven't just started I just started that this past last year. I usually didn't like to do that, but you know, I I I started, I said I was starting to collab, you know what I'm saying? Collab a little bit and uh, and it worked out pretty good. You know what I'm saying? My manager, my manager, Lauren, set me up with, with James. I had been new James, but he set me up with James to do the studio thing because I usually don't do too many collabs. But, you know, we were cool. So we jailed we right quick, you know. We had, a, uh, we had a couple of burgers and beers and shit. And we went down to the studio and kicked it for a little bit. Came up with, came up with, we got some nice shit. 
they're, they're sit, still sitting in the studio because of the pandemic. You know, so we have some nice shit we're working on. And I think it's going to go pretty well this next year, whenever this shit cleared up. James is the man. Talking yeah. of when things clear up, I mean, you looking forward to getting into DJing and everything? Uh, well, I am, if, as long as everything is safe, though. You know, so I just don't want to jump into it. I'll give it time, see what's going on. I'm going to be a little bit wary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to be careful. We don't we don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. You know, I just, I don't want to walk into to a blind situation. Just do, do anything, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. Well, but have you thought about when you first, your first DJ date when you're back, have you thought about that first record you're going to play? Huh? The first time you DJ after the pandemic, have you thought about the first record you're going to play? Who? I can't tell you. I get a new one every week. I'm going to play this one. When the world goes back, I'm going to play this. Yeah, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play that. Then I said, I miss the old shit, though. But I see, I got so much stuff, so a lot of stuff that came out and a lot of stuff that I've done. Like, okay, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this. But uh, yeah, you're right. You, you must be in my head. I said, think about what I'm going to play. I got to be, it got to be something big. got to be something really crazy. got to be something really good. And something unique, something new. Something original for me. Got to be. I think I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna when she open back up, I think I'm gonna just I'm just gonna do an all original set, all new shit, all my shit. All new shit, you know what I'm saying? There's so much music out here, man. It's ridiculous. During the pandemic, they still making these records, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, you've you've made so much music over the years. Has there ever been a time when you found it hard to make music or has it always come to you? Yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard for actually this this time last year so when I started back getting into it. Uh, even through the doing the 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 freak like me days that just passed when I was touring, I didn't have any desire. I didn't have any motivation to make any tracks. All I had the motivation was to get out of DJs to want to play. I didn't produce anything. And I started doing a few remixes, then I got into it. In like this past last year in uh in like June, I just caught the fever. I just making tracks every day. Now I'm addicted. I'm addicted to making tracks every day. I can't get up without making a, at least five tracks a day. I do it all the time. That's great to hear. Yeah, man, I miss it. I want to ask sort of one last question and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a difficult one mm-hmm. but if there's like one track that you've made that sums up what you do or if you had to explain you know what you do to my mum for example what, what one track would you play uh, I would say the 604 yeah yes that's my favorite one that's my favorite one because that was that one was so organic man it was so organic. I was in my sister's apartment. I DJ. I had I have studio monitors in my sister's room. I had my own bedroom in my apartment. I had I had I had a scoop, a single scoop, and a 15-inch monitor. And I didn't have any studio monitors. I had no little pansy ass studio monitors. I had I had I had I had the walls, the I had the windows shaking. And I made that track. And that, that track 
That track knocked everything off the walls, everything. You can hang up a picture in that house. That was my favorite track I ever made. And it was totally original. On that 909, and that little Yamaha keyboard, man. That was a shit. I didn't need anything else. That was a world to me. What did your sister think? She was smoking weed. She didn't care. <laughs> she didn't care. Look, it's been really nice to speak to you today. I really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, sir, man. And I hope you, you know, I hope soon um, we get that set from you. How soon every, you know, so passes, we can go out and um, we've got that set, all new material. That's what we need. Yes, definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm definitely gonna do that, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Keep your fingers crossed for me. I will, I've, I've got them all crossed. <laughs> okay, man. All right, lovely to speak to you. All right, you be cool. You too, man. Cheers. Okay.